This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey. Hi. You know, one of my favorite things about being so close to the lactation station is seeing all the fresh babies that uh, that still look like they want to be inside their mommies all like cuddled up and so sweet. It's so fun to watch. And then I want to say to them, someday that child is going to embarrass you because that's what my kids do. And that's what all children do. That's just the rules. (laughs) Those are the rules. rules. But uh, that's actually the topic of the conversation here, which is, uh, have your kids ever done something told told on you to somebody in a super embarrassing way? 651-641-1071. Because kids don't have filters. And so they say things and you're like, oh, we weren't telling people that. And that's what happened to Hillary Duff. Oh, no, what happened? Oh, gosh, I just super love this story. So Hillary Duff has three kids, and uh, she's her middle child's name is Banks. That's and I'm going to tell you something else about middle children. Okay. Actually, all children you really could assign this to, but like... There, so, you know, in the in the uh, you know, when a child is trying to secure who they are in the order of things, sometimes they are uh, characters, and Banks seems like a full total character, and she told on her mom, uh, and her mom shared a text that she shared with her assistant, relaying this story. So, Hillary Duff has a, an assistant named Lauren. And uh, she had texted her assistant, Lauren, the following, and then shared it later on her social media. Banks told a story at camp. Great. Whatever comes after this is going to be hilarious, because you know that this child is telling a story they weren't supposed to tell. Mm -hmm. My mom made bad chicken, and now she has diarrhea, and that's what happens when you make bad chicken. Oh, God. (laughs) those are the things. Maybe that's not. We weren't going to share that. That's a story. delightful one, though, right? <laughs> like that's you know a relatable story. Like who hasn't totally. who hasn't gotten the trots after some bad chicken? Right, exactly. <laughs> and you know, kudos to Hillary Duff for having a great sense of humor about it and sharing it like sharing it widely, yeah. right? Like my mom made bad chicken and now she has diarrhea, Ooh. and that's what happens when you have bad chicken. Uh, and you know, there's a lesson learned there, which is great. But yeah, she uh, she said the following. Uh, as a caption with this, the, the screenshot of this text. She said, whoa, don't trust your kids. Homegirl ousted me to the soccer coaches. <laughs> so uh, 651-641-1071. Has your kid ever told on you in a super embarrassing way? Super embarrassing. I bet you have lots of stories. I mean, I'm sure I do. Like, the thing that is always, like, and I know every mom has a story like this, right? Like, where it's like, you know, the Mother's Day, uh, they always do like an art project for Mother's Day, and it's questions about your mom, and it's meant to be funny, right? It's like, how old is your mom? And most kids have no clue what how old yeah. their moms are. 62. So they're like, yeah, she's, you know, and it's funny either way. Like, she's 20 or whatever. Or like, yeah. she's, she's eight, 
whatever. It's always funny. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's wrong, it's funny. But then there's always like, what's your mom's favorite thing to do? And I'm pretty sure one of my kids wrote, yell at me. Oh, God. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, I bet you're not alone in that. No. So, so like, <laughs> and I've seen them before where it's like, you know, what's your mom's favorite beverage? And people are like, wine. You know, it's there's always, your kids are going to oh, yeah, tell the truth. Oh, yeah, you always the see truth. the worksheets. And I always get like a mild, I, I used to, now I don't care anymore because like they're old enough to, they're telling on me in other ways now. And it's usually like how lame I am because like I ask them to like eat dinner with the family. I'm the worst. Yeah, that's horrible. Oh, How dare terrible. you? How dare you? You're such a bad um, mom. Yeah, or like, you know, I ask them to bike home before it gets dark. And they're like, my mom won't let me stay out after dark. She's the worst. But when they were young, young, it was always something where you were like, okay, I would get mad at the teachers. Like, did you have to ask that? What do you mean? You, you got mad at like, the teachers for asking those yeah, questions? Yeah, like, would you, do you have to ask what, what my favorite thing to do is? Because they're going to say something rude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like, right. you know. We oh, have we got someone some on the line. Let's do it. Holly, who do we have on the line? We have Shannon. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Shannon. Shannon. Did, you ever, did your kids ever t- uh, call you out or tell on you? Hi, Shannon. Hi, I'm sorry. What did you ask? I said, did your kids ever tell on you in a really super embarrassing way? No, they never told on me. I was more on embarrassing me for other people. Oh, yeah. Okay, ah. tell tell a story. So we were in a public restroom at a mall with a long line of women, of course, waiting for the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And my sister, who was about eight and a half months pregnant, took my youngest in the spa with her. And my two and a half year old informed her that she had a big fat crotch. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh. oh, dear. How did that go? Did she laugh um, or did she cry? You know, my sister just kind of said, you know, thanks for letting me know. And you yeah. can hear the other women waiting in line for the restroom laughing hysterically. And- oh, gosh. <laughs> those are one of those moments where you're like, well, out of the mouth of babes. Yeah, it's so right? true. Well, it's so true. Right. It, and I didn't take ownership of my kid at that point. I let yeah. yeah. She was surprised. She was hers. That was a good good plan. Thank you for your call, Shannon. We did get a, a we got a tweet from our friend Panda, and uh, she said uh, that she's been told a story about herself. That when she uh, was young, she said, "My parents always tell this story. When I was little, I kept hinting to Grandpa that I wanted candy or a treat. When he checked out at the grocery store without buying me one, apparently I looked at him and in front of everyone said, Grandpa, you're not very smart, are you?'" <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I totally love that. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, 651-641-1071. Uh, did you ever... Now, I will tell you an embarrassing story about me or like something I did yeah. when I was little. Apparently, I went through a phase where I was curious about what anatomy people had. Oh, sure. And I could not... I was not appropriate about like where... It, where you ask yeah, those questions? Yeah, because why would you need? You wouldn't know the rules. No, so I was just age. like, we're rolling out of the Target, and I'm asking anybody who walks by if they have a schwenus. And apparently, I asked my grandfather at Ugh. some point, and like that's not, you know, my grandparents were like very proper. Like oh, we did I'm not sure talk they were like, like uh, that. Why is your yeah child asking me about my stuff? Yeah, business. So I don't know. Kids are yeah. I mean, again, like best. that's like. Again, they have no filter. None. The filters come in as as we age. It's and so as true. We're like taught. <laughs> and then they maybe they go away again at some point when you just realize like, eh, yeah, I can say whatever I want. Yeah, I mean, you do get to another age wherein you just say whatever comes yeah. out of your mouth. Yeah. yeah. 
whether it's nice or not. <laughs> uh, well, uh, everybody, beware of bad chicken and uh, beware chicken. beware of the secrets your children will tell. And when we come back we got on a the parade. Colleen and Bradley Show, we do have a parade again today. And uh, But that's not what we're going to tell you about. What we are going to tell you about, though, is I'm going to take you on a journey, and it involves the following parties. The Monkees, as oh. in Hey, Hey, We're The. The band. Yeah, and the FBI. Interesting. Okay. It is right. an interesting I'll go on story. That journey. And we'll go on that journey Let's when we come do back it. after this on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Can I I gotta share that email because yeah, it was for very sure. sweet. We just got an email as the parade goes by. We got this email from a listener, Christine who said, the young woman waving wildly at you at the beginning of the parade is my daughter and my talker, Sarah Jean. She is in part responsible for the parade every day. Aww. And she wants you to know she is sorry. Oh, that's sweet, And there Sarah is nothing, to be, nothing, nothing to, be to be sorry, sorry about. about. We have figured out how to how to work with this uh, this very fun parade that goes by each and every day. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we're glad for it. Lots of people having a lot of fun. So I, I think our listeners can put up with it on the air. The listeners here at the fair, they just have to like pretend they can hear us yeah exactly um well here's why we're here right now bradley trainer uh it's to tell you a story that involves the monkeys the band the band the monkeys the band the monkeys and the fbi isn't how, that i know wh- i how know how does the fbi get involved with yeah. uh hey hey we're the monkeys well let's actually i'm going to start here because this is the part that's going to maybe shock you the most. Mickey Dolenz, who's the last surviving member of the Monkees, is suing the FBI. Mickey Dolenz is suing the FBI. Exactly. This is a story I did not I expect to hear. You did not. In 2022. Okay. So here's the deal. So in 1967, yep. when the Monkees were kind of at their height, they played multiple shows in the U.S. and the United Kingdom during their uh, their first tour. Okay. And in 2011, an FBI file that was released to the public uh, showed that uh, at least one FBI informant was at a 1967 Monkees concert in Los Angeles. Okay. And wrote a report on that. Interesting. So this is the mid-60s. Mid-60s. You know, again, not surprising that because there was a lot of stuff going on, the FBI was very problematic at that point. Yep, and the FBI was taking a close look at a lot of people who were proximate to the monkeys, including but not limited to uh, the Beatles, but specifically John Lennon and Jimi Hendrix, who are people that the monkeys, I don't know, I wouldn't say, that. I mean, like, they kept company with. They knew. Yeah. Co-workers. Um, co-workers. Well, they co-workers. were colleagues. They were colleagues. They were colleagues. Yeah. Um, but the FBI was, like, hot on their trails and was curious about the messaging that they were sending out in their concerts, those little rockers. And um, that's indeed what this report points to. The paid, like, the, the full report was not made available. And so Mickey Dolenz filed a Freedom of Information Act to get the rest of that report. Yeah, understandable. Understandable. A lot of people have like gone to the government to get their to say, like, FBI reports. Can I see what that says? Well, it's been taking too long, and apparently the FBI has been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off Weird. To, the, to the end that now Mickey Dolenz, again, the last surviving member of the Monkees, is like, no, we're done now with this, and so I'm he's suing them. 
But here's what's interesting. So, like I said, in 2011, some pages of that report were made available. Not all. Yeah. So that's what he's suing for, is to get the rest of them. Um, but those those pages that were made available to the public revealed that what the FBI specifically was interested in were messages that they believed might be embedded in images that were being projected on the stage. Oh, my God. Do you, which... Like, if you play this record backwards, it's going to say, Satan wants to Seriously. eat you. Do you remember all of those rumors oh, from... Yeah. yeah, so that kind of thing during the... Okay, quote. During the concert, subliminal messages were depicted on the screen in the opinion of... And then there's a redacted informant. Somebody who works for the Daily Mail. Exa- yeah, right. Uh, constituted, quote, left-wing intervention of a political nature. Uh, these messages and pictures were flashes of riots on Berkeley, anti-U.S. messages on the war in Vietnam. So things that actually happened. Things that happened in history. Yeah. Uh, you and don't racial need to, like, riots in Selma, Alabama. You don't need to do subliminal messages because those things happen. Well, that's the part that I was... I, I, you know, whenever I hear the word subliminal message, I want to say to myself... If they were subliminal, how were they so obvious to a person? Yeah, right. Because isn't a subliminal message supposed to be something that's sort of snuck in there without your knowing? One it's not think. overt, yeah. right? So I find it interesting it's that... It's below the liminal space. Exactly. So uh, what was what was so special about this FBI agent? J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just find this to be fascinating that there is, and and it's. I mean, this is the one that the of, about the monkeys. But there are many FBI uh, reports on many different artists. Oh yeah, of they that were time. trailing lots of uh, people and leaders. I mean, Martin Luther King Jr. Like you name it. They yeah, were, they were on. They it. were pretty much. If you had an opinion that at some point differed with whatever the United States government was up to, or what the FBI thought uh, was the opinion of the United States, or the opinion of the government of the United States, mm-hmm. they would probably have a file on you. Yeah. Yeah. And this article, so there's, there is a bigger article about this in uh, Rolling Stone, um, but I was sourcing a, a website called Pitchfork, but um, they, they said, you know, they, they, they also maintain, as you just said, basically, the FBI was monitoring many musicians uh, like the monkeys during the tumultuous 1960s. And this lawsuit is meant to determine how far their efforts went, which is what, why he wants that, that uh, the rest of that report is to know like how how deep. Well, it's were understandable we here? too because imagine you know like you know at that time people were particularly I mean just from the, like I wasn't there obviously right. so it's from like reading um, we were but a glimmer in our parents' eyes yeah not even a glimmer no. right um, but. It's understandable that you could imagine a world wherein you know that stuff like this is going on and people would make you feel crazy like, but they were literally following you, yeah. literally tapping your phone lines, literally planting evidence, literally, um, you know, trying to make people think that they were, quote, crazy in order to get them to do and say things that they could then be held accountable for. Right. I mean, it's just so you can understand where if you've lived through that experience, you would find it important to like find out exactly yeah. what the government was up to so that you could for your own understanding 
square what you perceived was happening at the time. Right. And then when you consider that I believe he first filed, so Mickey Dolenz, again, the last surviving member of the Monkees, um, he filed this uh, FOIA request Freedom earlier, of Information Act. Earlier in this year, and now here we are. So, like, at the beginning of 2022, and here we are now in August, and he's not heard anything back. I will say that they are notoriously slow. Slow, right. Yeah. So, and, and, and there's no obligation that they have to, like, provide the full... They could release stuff that's redacted or not complete. Right, right. Which is, I mean, they've... Which, you know, is, is in part what they've already yeah. released uh, in 2011. Yeah. A lot of information and redacted. You from also that. wonder how much of it's just that that there's so many of these requests before that one, right? That they're busy, like, hey, we. Because again, I would just like to bring you up to speed with the world we live in right now. There's a shortage of everyone. Yeah. And so I wouldn't be surprised if it's like just functionally impossible for them to be like, ah, uh, this request versus the hundred thousand yeah. other requests. Right. Like what, you have to triage those yeah. in some way, right? Like what's what's yeah. important. Yeah, because it's you not are just absolutely FBI right. requests. It's oh, literally IRS any all any, the letters. Any documentation that the government is holding on to. Yeah. There's just a lot. It's a little things are it's going slowly right now. So but I hope uh, he gets it. How old is Mickey Dolan? That's a good question. Mickey Dolan And you said he's the last he's monkey. He's the last surviving monkey, which I guess I don't know. I hadn't been keeping track. Well, uh, we but, just lost yeah. another monkey last year, right, Holly? Yeah. Mike, or was it the year before? Mike Nesmith just died. Yeah. And so, yeah, Mickey Dolan, C-77, okay. is the last living monkey. You know, and I bet that there's a lot of responsibility, too, that he feels in that in that way. And and maybe... Well, I'd be like, I want to know before I die. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I didn't want to say that, but I was going to say that. Like, you know, when you're the last surviving member... And you don't know. Nobody knows how much time we've got on our clock. You know, he might be like, "Can we? Can we? Uh, can we? Can we shut this thing down before I uh, have to?" Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. So anyway, I so hope he gets the documentation he's looking. Well, for. I do too, and I would. Be, I what I'm really curious about is how widely it will be released, right? Like, if he gets that documentation, does he share it? Or does it get shared far and wide? Because yeah, I'm really curious about there. it. Well, yeah. I'm a believer that this will be wrapped up before. Oh, okay, Holly. Stop Soon it. enough. Thank you. I yeah. saw her face. Yeah. Well, you know. Both of you. Hi, Marks. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid. Idiots. After this on My Talk 1071. Bradley here. I'm very excited to start sharing my friends Jennifer, Bob, and the whole Snyder team with EXP Realty. As we get to know them, I just want you to remember three words. Honesty, integrity, and experience. These are the most important things you need to hear when choosing a realtor. I mean, there are lots of realtors out there, but not everybody has 14 highly qualified agents, over 25 years of experience focusing on the Twin Cities in Western Wisconsin, or who has helped 3,000 plus families in the those last years find their dream home or sell their home to move on to the next chapter of their life. But that's exactly what the Snyder team brings to this experience. So if you're in the market to buy or sell your home, I want you to call Jennifer Bob and their team, the Snyder team with eXp Realty. Give them a call. Pick up the phone. It's super easy. And I've gotten to know them over the last few weeks. They are a fun group to work with. Don't you want to have fun with the people that are selling your most important asset? Head to the SnyderTeam.com.
Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, we have a name for them. We call them Crazy Stupid. Idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. That's dumb. People doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Yes, yes audience. Good job. Thank you. Where are we going? And sometimes other places, but where are we going first? We are starting in Kentucky. Kentucky. Which actually, I think this was reported in Kentucky, but it's uh, somewhere in southern Indiana. I don't know. It it's happens. That it's area. all the same down there. I've never been over there. Actually, I think I have. But anyway, uh, I want to take you to a Harrison County sheriff, uh, and specifically a sheriff's deputy that is now facing felony charges for doing something. Uh-oh. So this sheriff's deputy... Uh, well, let's just say he he's facing felony charges for allegedly posing as something he is not. Okay, but he's a deputy, so yeah, he's not he's posing he's not posing as an officer. He's a sheriff's deputy. Oh, is he posing as a police officer? He is actually posing as another officer from a place that he is not an officer. So instead of being a sheriff's deputy, he was pretending to be a new Albany police officer. Uh, He should know better. Well, you'd think so, right? But you might have questions as to, I don't know, why would a police officer pretend to be another kind of police officer? Yeah, why would a police officer pretend to be another kind of police that's a, officer? That's a great question. I said that you might actually have, which you turns out you did. Thank you. Um, well, apparently an email was sent out back in May to officers at Indiana State uh, Police, and um, they said that there were allegations of misconduct at the New Albany Police Department. Um, quote, I received the email myself stating, you know, information was going on at New Albany Police Department that was possibly not being looked into properly. So obviously it raised our eyebrows. You know, that's an email that we want to receive, said Sergeant Carrie Hools of mm-hmm. the Indiana State Police. So the Floyd County Prosecutor's Office contacted us. Our detectives were already looking into it as contacting the prosecutor about this email. I'm so confused. Well, I I mean, really what it's saying is that this deputy was pretending to, to be, be an Albany pro- police officer looking, looking into, into alle- yeah. looking into allegations of misconduct. What his motive was? I don't know. The email allegedly claimed that the sender had reported the allegations, but the issues were not being addressed. The email also included a phone number and information about the officer's family. So perhaps to get him in trouble? I don't know. This is like a nesting doll, though. Like, he was posing as an officer to investigate misconduct while he was misconducting yeah well in i <laughs> and i think honestly it was in he was not the object of the misconduct yeah but was trying to right. you know get the other person in trouble for the misconduct yeah by and, posing as that police officer and he misconducted he misconducted himself so there but was it's like weird double because misconduct usually usually you see like somebody Usually the story goes something like, because we've told the story many times on Crazy Stupidity, it's like Bob McCracken, you know, who's a hardware store clerk, 
posing as a sheriff's deputy and you're like, what are you doing? Or like yeah. somebody pulled somebody over. Right. Pretending, pretending to be to an be officer. Yeah. But having an officer pretending to be an officer at another office place is... Another office. That's a different thing. Office place. Is just office. Office. Officer. <laughs> office three. Office three. <laughs> anyway, um, so he's been charged with identity uh, deception and obstruction of dun- of dundance of justice <laughs> which are both felony charges Oof, uh, uh, okay that was where in that was in kentucky, kentucky or southern indiana one of the two so next we are going to i guess we're going to toronto Toronto. I, you oh. know we're either going to toronto or we're going to oakland i'm not sure but we're going to a game between the toronto blue jays and the oakland a's that's baseball, Bradley. No, I know it's baseball. Thank you. I got that much. Okay, good. We're at a, we're at a baseball game. Oh wait, wait a second. Uh-oh. Now I'm super confused. Oh no no no. Okay wait. Sorry, oh. that was sorry. I was referencing a whole different thing. Okay, so this is okay. We're going to a Toronto Blue Jays game, uh, and they were matched up against the Chicago Cubs. Cubs. So, uh, this, thank you. This happened, and I'm going to tell you why I got confused in just a second, because this whole entire story is going to sound kind of familiar. All right. Turns out at this uh, Jays uh, and Cubs matchup, a couple decided that uh, maybe either the game was not exciting enough for them, or baseball makes them herny, because they were doing it. At the game. Okay. We've heard this before. Yes. That's why I got confused, Bradley, because you'll remember it was not but maybe a week ago, possibly a little bit more. I think it was a week ago. It was about a week ago that uh, I told you about the couple at the Oakland A's game. Yeah, they were in the bleachers getting it on. Yeah, but they were like, I don't know how to say this. They weren't, like, getting the traditional way. Like, there was one person who was receiving something. Okay. And the other person was uh, the, a giver. That's usually sex, but... Right. You're saying it was a different it sex was, act. It was the... Yeah, it was a different act. It was almost like they saw that other couple at the game, and they thought, you know what? We're going to do you one better. Oh, God. And so they did. And they got caught. I well, mean, of course. I, I just don't camera, understand why anybody having sex out in the open thinks they're not getting caught having sex out in the open. That's the thing, is you're going to... Somebody, so especially happened? in a crowd, Were you're they in get a crowd caught. or were they alone? Because like that first couple, they were like off in the bleachers. They were definitely off in the bleachers. This couple, I'm going to show you the picture if I can here. Because I... Uh-oh. Well, it's not... I mean, it's not super graphic. It's just... It's okay, blurry, why? I hope. You can kind of see. They're like... In a stairwell. Oh, kinda. okay. So they're like kind of, yeah. Still, they're definitely disrobed. What is the exciting experience there? I don't understand. Like, oh, this ball I field just really makes me hot. Uh, a clip did show the couple being balls escorted away from the area. Uh, and then they were probably escorted out of the stadium. Uh, the TMZ reached out to law enforcement on Tuesday and were told there was no more information. Like they haven't Um, been arrested. Yeah. But I do want you to know, because I think you were concerned, that the Blue Jays did beat the Cubs 5-4. Yeah, I had no no desire to know You're welcome. But thank you. Thank you so much. What were you moaning over there about, Holly? I'm just sad that I... She was watching the video. Yeah, I'm watching the video. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm sorry. 
Where are we going next? All right. Uh, last up, we are going to get on a Jetstar flight. Now, oh. I'm not sure where this flight took off, but I believe it is in Australia because the person involved is Australian. And I don't know what Jetstar is, frankly. That's an airline I'm not familiar with. Yeah, I've too. never flown. But I want to tell you about a uh, flight, or excuse me, a traveler who got booted off a flight. Now, that is totally normal behavior. Crazy, stupid idiot, 101, loud, obnoxious, rowdy travelers, mm -hmm. par for the course. So that's Absolutely. typical crimey crime. Yep. At least uh, it is a crime in this day and age. But it's why the individual became rowdy that earned the story crazy, stupid idiot status. What got an Australian woman I do not have her name uh, kicked off of a Jetstar flight. I know. I know. Mm -hmm. She was upset because they were serving Pepsi products instead <laughs> of Coke products. You know, that I, that would make some people upset, I think. I, I don't know that I'd be happy about it. Would they not ever... let her play the didgeridoo? But it was a didgeridoo. Mm, yeah. No, it had nothing to do with musical instruments. It had nothing to do with the beverage situation. It did have something to do with... Something I think everyone who's been on an airplane can relate to, or thinks about, or has an opinion about. The temperature? No, that's a good one. Because, oh, you guys, I was on a flight recently, and a guy hot. was real, real animated about how cold he was. Oh, how cold he was? Yes. That's interesting. Oh, okay. and he was complaining. No, they don't do that anymore. Oh, you can get blankets. Can I, you? I ask for a blanket, oh, especially be, in a I, long flight because I, I get cold. I bring my own. You bring your own blanket. Mm -hmm, I sure do. Um, no, okay, but it wasn't the, it so wasn't it wasn't the, the temperature. Temp. His carry-on, something to do with his carry-on? First of all, it was a she. Oh, sorry, she. And I'm it was sorry. her seat. There was something about her seat oh. that she did not like. She did not want to put her... her. She did not <laughs> want it to be in the upright position at takeoff. No, she wanted a uh, window seat. This is so weird, too, because of, of the seats that you would get really animated about wanting, a window seat? Really? Like, you want to be crammed in? Oh, I love like, the window seat. Oh, I hate the window seat oh, because I don't... Oh, yeah. I want to be able to go to the bathroom when I want. Yeah. I want to be able to kick my leg out when nobody's walking down mm -hmm. the aisle. I I want no part of that. Um, that I, I love the window seat, though, because you could just put your head right up against... That is true, uh, uh, the on the wall. space that somebody else has been rubbing up. I, that's yeah. what the blanket's for. <laughs> Um, but anyway, this particular woman was filmed lashing out at passengers on a flight. It actually started in Phuket and was headed to Sydney. And this was over the weekend. She ended up getting hauled off the plane. And it got so much worse. Like, if you watch oh, the really? video, she she starts yelling at people. She starts being inappropriate on all sorts of inappropriate levels. And um, at one point, she goes, because somebody said something to her, the, the whole plane basically burst into applause as she left. Good. And um, somebody called her a name on her way out, and she turned around and said, am I, supposed to, am I supposed to not respond to that? To the flight attendant, the flight attendant is like, yeah, no, you're not supposed to respond to that. Keep yeah. walking. Yeah. And so she got, she got kicked off that flight. Bye. Yikes. Oh, my word. Yeah, I just, I, I don't have that gene where I get angry on an airplane. I feel like there's just something about once you get on an airplane, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do because Listen, I do not want to end up in jail. Right? I When I get on an airplane, I look at all the people on there with me and I'm like, we're in this together, right? So everybody's going to behave. Because you can't, there's no, once you're up there, like, you're up there, man. It's true. Like, we can't, mm -hmm. we can't, we can't. So... Had she enjoyed some alcoholic beverages before the I flight don't know, began? I but I would not be surprised. Right? Because that just, oof. That's not a great mix. 
I'm no, just saying. No. I mean, regardless of what was fueling that rage, keep your rage to yourself and yeah. off the plane. Yeah. Please and thank you. Yeah, again, like nothing is going to make me more. I'm already a nervous flyer. Yeah, yeah. When people start to get agitated, I'm yeah. like, oh, we're, it's, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, that's totally fun. Agree. I'm glad that she got ejected yep. from Bye. that flight. <laughs> Not literally. Okay, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's time to play a little game. That game is called The Throwback. Live. We're going to do that after this on My Talk 1071.